welcome to I've Seen Things. I'm Taja. And I'm Amy. And we're here to talk about logistics, safety, and have a little bit of a chat. In today's chat, we are going to be discussing respect on the road. So respect for your fellow road users and respect in using the road and respect that you were deserved as well mm-hmm. on the road when you were driving. Like there has been an increase in road rage incidences recently, like quite a few. There's been an increase in... Um, one of the topics that I want to talk about is respecting designated bays in road stops, um, truck stops, places where they have actually literally marked out the stopping bays for caravanners, cars, trailers, trucks. I think they have those bays marked for a reason. Um, and the other thing that I want to talk about is the NHVR's latest campaign, We All Need Space which is about maintaining the correct, respectful space between yourself and another vehicle on the road to make sure that you all have the right amount of stopping distance so that accidents are, if not avoided, minimised. So there will be less loss of life on the road. So I would like to start with the uh, respect in regards to truckies and their stopping bays being marked out at the road stops. Because... (laughs) This has been an argument going on for a very, very long time now. How long, Tasha? How long has this argument been going on for? As long as our um, trucks and caravans have existed, I would say. But uh, my articles that I have available to me, I have been able to track back to at least 2014, if not a little bit earlier than that. Mm-hmm. Um, rest stops, specifically in like the bigger areas where you get a lot of the traffic along the motorways, like um, the rest stops at Rusty's outside Plainlands. Um, there's a few in sort of north of Brisbane. There's a few New South Wales, the larger ones, like at the BP at Yatla. Mm-hmm. They will often have those marked out. And they will have stops that are marked for caravans. And they will have stops that are marked for B-doubles and singles and things like that. Uh, the stops that are marked for trucks really do need to be left for trucks. Because the boys that are stopping, or the girls, or the they, or the, the drivers that are stopping in those areas mm-hmm. are stopping due to mandatory rest breaks. They're not there on a vacation. They're not there visiting family they are there doing a job and I'm I don't know if maybe perhaps people will find me a little bit too harsh for this but in my opinion they take first absolutely they they absolutely in my opinion take first go at all of that because they are on the clock essentially they are doing their job it's I don't know how to phrase it in a way that would be considered polite I just say it Hashtag road safety week. Yeah, it, it, it last week just gone was road safety week. Um, I just find it really fucking rude mm. for caravanners who are on a holiday to park in a truck's space and to stop them from being able to take a mandatory rest break. I don't think people are understanding that not only could this kill the driver because he's not been able to rest properly, mm. in which case he's going to be tired when he hits the road. And then he could make a stupid decision or, you know, not be quite as cognizant as he should have. But (laughs) I can't help but giggle at this one. It's going to frustrate them even more. And caravanners and truckies in Australia already don't get along very well because of stuff like this. And you're just going to break that down further. 
Like they they are working a job. Mm. And I think that if you're on a if you're on a vacation and you want to pull over and have breakfast or a break or pull up somewhere, you need to be aware that the trucks pulling into those areas aren't on vacation. And you have to be aware of the fact that we've had conversations where they complain about the ice packs on the refrigerator trailers humming all night and I couldn't sleep in my caravan. You're on vacation. He's delivering food. I'm sorry. He takes precedence. But we have we have a multitude of these incidences that go back and back and back. Caravanners are actually able to be fined for parking in these bays. And that has been the case for quite a few years now, but it's becoming a problem again. There seems to have been an increase in not just um, grey nomads who are already developing quite the nasty reputation, especially when they come up from down south for some reason. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole different thing. Um, but... <laughs> It's like this one here, right? 25% of caravans and recreational vehicles are staying overnight in truck rest areas. They're truck rest areas. They're areas that have been planned specifically to be in a space that is good for a particular leg of a line haul movement Mm -hmm. so that they will hit the right amount of hours, be able to rest the required rest, and then move off again. But if they can't get into that rest area because there's a bunch of caravans in there, what's he supposed to do? Even a couple of minutes over that rest break can be thousands of dollars in fines. Mm-hmm. Do we take the number plate of the trucks, that of the cars and caravans that are stopping them from being able to pull in there? Do we have to start putting boom gates up? We don't want to. Oh, boom gates. They're never fun for anyone. <laughs> That's because you keep getting stuck behind them. I do. Um, but... I mean, if you think about it in a really basic way, when have you ever seen a truck driver on vacation in his truck? He's not pulled up somewhere and it's like, oh, what are you doing here? Oh, just, just having 10 days off. Just yeah, I thought I'd stay in my truck. Yeah, like you've, let's have a little think about it, people. Like you have never seen a truck driver in his truck on vacation. It's just not a thing. I'm sure that my nephew would probably try and convince my brother to do that. But <laughs> no, he's not likely to agree to that. So um, what I have on screen in front of us here, and I will add a link to this article below, is the Caravaners Advocate Reprimand... Pardon me. <laughs> <laughs> Caravaners Advocate Reprimands Drivers for Disrespecting Truckies. Now, the photo on screen is actually the Caboolture BP. Yep. And you'll see clearly marked there... All of those sites are listed as B-double sites. And not a single one of them has a truck in it. They are all cars and caravans. Caravans. Caravans galore. Caravans galore. Now, mm. I've got nothing against caravanners. I'll put that out there. I have nothing against them. My family, including my truck driving brother, all own and use caravans. Yeah. Um, but I think that the big thing, especially now that COVID has passed and that, is that a lot of caravanners and camper trailers and things like that have been purchased during COVID. And so the people that have them may not necessarily be aware of the road etiquette that goes along with them. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that road etiquette, you sort of need to be learning, like you need to learn it over time. People will always give people like, if it, if you honestly say, Hey, look, I'm really sorry. 
I didn't realize. Mm. I'll move. The truckie's not going to get that belligerent. He's just going to be like, all right, thanks. Mm. But a lot of the case in these, they just prefer to park in those areas. Like in this case, I believe that he actually states that the caravan bays were empty. But they couldn't park in the B-double slots. So the caravanners have decided to park in the B-double slots because it was easier to get in and out. Yeah, because the B-doubles are larger. Yeah. They're harder to manoeuvre. So yeah. they're given a priority space to make it easier for them to get in and out of the site mm. without knocking into another vehicle. Mm. So that's a big issue. It's become a massive program now. There's um, a Facebook page that is Truck Friendly Caravan Road Safety Program, which you can find on Facebook because I know that a lot of the um, boomer generation likes. I stopped using it years ago. So I Kasha don't said it, not me. Anymore. Kasha said it, not me. That's okay. <laughs> she said boomer, everybody, just to really clarify. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> to anyone that's a boomer out there, apologies. <laughs> I'm not. Look, my parents are boomers. My they parents understand, are boomers. but yeah. it, at some point it, it stops being about the person that you know and it starts being about the collective. For sure. And in this case, the collective are not giving you a good name and that's the problem. So with this, um, they've reacted to the photo that is on here that will be linked down below. Mm-hmm. They've shared photos with Big Rigs, which is where I've gotten the article from, and the shot is from the BP Caboolture northbound from August 13 this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the B-double slots are all taken up by caravans. The truckie couldn't even get a park, and caravans aren't popular, especially when it comes down to doing things right by, it, by the book to avoid fines, right? Because the drivers will be fined for missing these rest breaks because mm-hmm. they can't get a park. He sent the same picture in an email to BP, but they've not responded. Um, he's meanwhile told 23,000 Facebook followers that if caravanners want respect, they need to start treating others on the road with respect as well because it needs to be earned. The photo shows a lack of courtesy, respect and consideration that some caravanners and motorhome drivers have for other road users. The selfish and inconsiderate behaviour of the drivers in the photo is unfortunately becoming a common problem. And with the holidays coming up, it's only a few weeks away now. They're asking that everyone please stay out of truck parking bays, not to park in truck turning circles as they require that space and that we can all hopefully have a good break from driving. Right? Fingers crossed. Um, don't be surprised if someone leaves a note on your windscreen if you have parked in a bay designated for trucks. Because, and the other thing is don't be surprised if you just get blocked in. Because they are legally required to take their break. Yeah. You're, you're, nobody is saying don't take a break. We understand that, you know, rest, revive, survive. We, we all remember that road article. We all remember that campaign and we all agree with it. It is something that we definitely need to do, but it's about being aware that he's going to get a fine and they're not cheap fines. They're in the thousands of dollars. He's got to continue on for work. He has a time slot to meet or a depot to get back to, whatever it may be. You're on vacation. Just be a little bit more considerate. If you need to take a little bit of extra time, if you need to go up to the next servo, you have that ability as a caravaner on holidays to do that. Mm -hmm. If it really is desperate, 
then my suggestion would be if there really are no caravan spaces for you, then okay, pull into that space, go into the servo and speak to the workers and say, this is what why I've done this. This is my rego number. This is where I've parked. If someone comes in, please call me on the radio and I will move. Mm. Or if someone leaves, I will move. Mm-hmm. Don't just get upset. Don't don't get belligerent when someone calls you because they will. The truckies will come in and say, hey, he's in a truck bay and we can't get parks. Can someone please do a radio call mm. and get them out of the bay? Because you will. You'll get called over the PA. You know, it, it's, it's a two-way street. You need to have respect for others if you want respect for yourself. Absolutely. So that's a big thing. And I know that recently they've had a lot of issues. There was one that I saw. I don't believe I have the video. There was a B-double and he was parked up in his truck. Uh, the whole truck parking bay was empty. He was the only one there. And a car and a caravan came in. And they parked so close that he couldn't get out of his truck. Oh, come on. That's not on. Mate, the whole place was empty. Why? And he parked so close that you couldn't get out of the truck. That makes me mad and I wasn't even part of it. <laughs> so it's there's there's a reason that these relationships between truckers and caravanners have dissolved to the point that they have. Mm. And it, it is a two-way street. But the disrespect is, in my opinion, quite often shown more on the caravanner's side than on the truckie's side. Mm-hmm. The truckies will attempt to call them over the radio and sometimes they won't get a response at all. They'll get held up down the roads. They've got time slots to meet. And these trucks are being held behind caravans, being towed behind trucks or cars or whatever that don't have the horsepower Mm. to tow them at the speed limit. I got stuck behind one on the way to work the other day. It was a Ford Falcon towing a caravan. The, oh dear. The dude was doing 80 and 110 zone, and I don't think he could have gone faster if he tried. Mm-mm. Pedal to the metal, and he's still not moving. Still not moving. So, you know, it's one of those things where we need to actually start paying attention to who's on the roads around us. I won't get too much into the whole grey nomad thing because it is pretty bad, but they have actually become a bit of a problem, um, especially on sort of Queensland roads. I don't mean to be. Mm, rude about that but I have heard quite a few stories now and it it seems to be the southern states coming up for the winter season right they you know they're trying to escape the cold colder weather and they're mm-hmm. coming up here there's a guy who lost his ever-loving mind because he had just restocked the toilet paper in the restrooms and then the next person who came in had to ask him for more toilet paper because the person in between had restocked the caravan <gasps> with the rest stop toilet paper. What? Yeah. Come on. I know I say that a lot, come on, but it, it's, it, otherwise it's, we'd be it's rude swearing behavior. a lot. So, it's, ru- it's rude behavior. You know, so it's come on. It's not limited to how they're treating other people on the road. It's lim- it, it's everything they do. Yeah. But then I. this may be a broad generalization, but I'm imagining that they're also the first people that are going to sit there and go, but you need to respect your elders. I was never taught that respect is just a given. It is always earned. Yes. So, no, it's not something that I'm just going to give. And you'll be, there'll be people out there that will never change. They'll be, you know, in that cohort, unfortunately. But with 
all this extra effort around education and campaigns and highlighting it in the media, having articles, um, people speaking out, truckies speaking out, you know, a majority of people will change. They will go, oh my gosh, like you said, there's be a cohort that didn't realize. There'll be people that fell into past behaviors that they got really good at and then fell backwards and, you know, slipped into doing that same sort of behavior because, oh, look, someone else is doing it. I might as well just, yeah, I'll, I'll just do it. in here for a couple of minutes I'm only and gonna then gonna it be, becomes a norm. Yeah, I'm going to be 10 minutes or whatever, whatever it is. So, yeah, you will still get those, you know, group of people that will never change. They'll just go, oh, I'm going to take the toilet paper and I'm going to park here and I don't really care about anyone else but myself. That's, yep. that's in anything, but. And the, they're, they're the people that. That end up being such a problem that an entire group get banned, despite yes. it only being one percent doing the wrong thing. That one percent have become such a problem, yeah, that nobody's allowed to do it anymore at all. Well, that's the thing, and I, I guess it's you know any any spaces you sort of think about even like a um, disabled car space. That's rampant at the moment with people just parking in those and don't have a badge. Oh, and the new badges are very easy to tell too because they're holographic. Yes. Those things will glint your eyes out. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah your retinas will be sore from them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, the you know, the amount of times even at a, a service station, I know we've sort of talked about service stations quite a bit this, in this episode already, but that's probably the best example. I'm only quickly going in to get milk. I'm quickly going in to get cigarettes. Quickly, quickly, I'm just going to be like a minute. But if you've taken that spot, they might only have one spot for a... A disabled park yep and then you've just limited the accessibility of someone that actually really does need it yep um by a thousand percent it's not just you know oh they might not not have time to be circling the car park they might not have someone with them there's so many factors involved beyond yourself about the decisions you make yeah and the thing is is if you, you're perfectly able-bodied and there's a spot that's slightly less convenient but you have the ability to use over the disabled spot where yeah. someone who isn't able-bodied is requ- like they require that extra space to yeah. move. Don't be a wanker. No. Just take the slightly less convenient spot mm. and let us all get on with our day. And I think that's what it's about, like the labelling of things, signage, you know, car space signage, truck space signage, whatever signage you're looking at, it's there for a reason. They haven't just put that up. Ooh, my arm just slipped off the desk. <laughs> it was slightly entertaining. Uh, <laughs> um, I didn't get my funny bone though. Um, it's but yeah, because that's never funny. <laughs> so you know, respect the space. Respect, respect, respect the designated use. Yeah, because there is reasoning. They haven't people just haven't labelled? You know, it's it's not it, a, a quick thing or a you know a small feat to get labelling of spots done either. Um, painting road signage is a whole nother thing that's an expensive exercise even just putting a line down you know oh, the, the no parking the yellow lines the mm-hmm. no parking lines yeah um i know some schools that have had to do nearly two years of work with the council to mm-hmm. get approval for those yellow lines to go down yes and then they've had to wait another six weeks after that approval's come through for the council to actually come out and do it yep and they still get complaints about people parking over those yellow lines and it's like well what you can't stop an individual's bad behavior no you can just um make it as inconvenient to be badly behaved as possible 
Yeah. And yeah. I suppose that's where these sort of fines come in now, where they're talking about having traffic officers stationed out in these big, very um, popular truck stops and that to do sort of a rotation between them and to see if they can catch these people or perhaps even allow the petrol station themselves to have the authority to find caravanners for parking in these wrong spots. That'll be huge if that happens. It will be. And I think the thing is, is that it's unnecessary Mm. insofar as nobody wants it to get that far. Mm -hmm. They just want to have a, a basic level of respect afforded to them. Yeah. Like they're not being painful to be painful they genuinely require these spaces and i think that it, it, it's something that holiday makers have to learn to respect mm. nobody wants to disturb your holiday but even less they don't want to be paid for their job because they've like they don't want to not get paid for their job because they've not been able to finish it because you've screwed up yeah Nobody wants to lose their father because someone couldn't be bothered to park in the right parking bay. Exactly. Because these sort of things, they really do have that high of an impact in Mm -hmm. the wrong circumstances. Yeah. And I don't think that they pay attention to that. No. And And truckies will be as quiet as they possibly can coming in and out of those sorts of things because they understand that the bays around them, they're all trying to get their rest too. Mm -hmm. You're never going to have someone who pulls in in a truck and it's 2 a.m. in the morning and they're pulling in for their rest break and they're slamming doors oh, and yeah. chucking wobblies in that because that will wake everyone around them too and they understand that those guys around them are trying to get their rest too. Yeah, because they are on a rest break, you know, but it's a holiday rest break, so it's a bit different. Yeah. Um, yeah, That's and that's the thing. I think um, a lot of people don't... You know, if you don't understand, you don't understand or you've never been around that industry or you're sort of taking a particular maybe bias approach to truck driving in itself. Um, But maybe educate yourselves a little bit um, around what that means to work together on the road. You know, we're all on the road, cars, trucks, utes. Let's not talk about utes. I'm going to get already mad about it. Um, (laughs) Really don't. I shouldn't tell you that my next car is going to be a you. Don't tell me even. <laughs> but I'm sure you won't be the um, normal cohort of you drivers. <laughs> and if you are, I can't be friends with you anymore. Um, <laughs> wow. That's right, this will I be a it. very awkward show. <laughs> That's right. I said it. Um, but, yeah, working together and, and maybe um, I did have this thought the other day where I know, you know, with trucking and and cars on the roads a little bit off to the left of topic but whether or not there needs to be when you go for your license around how to work with trucks on the roads you you know how you do a defensive driving test you you can do that my my honest opinion is that everyone should spend and i think the only way to understand the blind spots and the difficulties of these trucks is to actually be in them yeah so I, i really do think that every driver should have to spend at least a day in a a B double yeah. or, or a um like a liquid tanker in the city or something like mm-hmm. that because I mean every truck, every load, every trailer, they have different problems. Like I know that a few years ago there was the driver who was acquitted of killing that motorcyclist mm-hmm. because he was driving a liquid tanker in town and the motorcyclist tried to cut up the inside of him, which don't do that. Oh my gosh. But he came up the inside of him and the truck 
turned the corner. The driver was not even aware he had hit the motorcyclist. Mm. They had to track him down at his next stop because he honestly had no idea. And the only way they were able to acquit the fact that he was not aware of it was to have the investigators spend a day in the truck on the route to learn how the vehicle moved, what the blind spots were. They turned that corner, I don't know how many times, Mm -hmm. to prove that the truck at its capacity, being a liquid carrier, and the corner that it was on had absolutely no way of knowing that he had cleaned up that driver. Yeah. And that motorcyclist died. Like, he was crushed under the truck. Mm. And the driver had no clue because of the movement of the water inside the tank. Yeah. But he then had to live with the fact that he had hit that driver for the rest of his life. Terrible. The The driver of the truck had done nothing wrong. The motorcyclist had cut up the inside. Yeah. It, it, it comes back to that knowing how to drive safely. Yes. And respecting other road users. Like the trucks are all equipped with those signs, do not overtake turning vehicle for that specific reason. Yeah. It is extremely dangerous. Oh, man. Which actually leads quite well into our next, our next little topic. Excellent. Road rage. Ah, uh, yes. Road rage. Road rage. Such a fun topic. Is it? I don't know. I'm trying to bring positivity. Are you being to... positive Penny again? Yeah, I'm being positive Penny again. I'm not sure if this is a topic where positive Penny can actually be used. <laughs> it's okay. I would I would love for it to be that topic. <laughs> Our next topic, positive Penny, will be okay. With. Okay. All right. But this cool. particular topic, we've had, we have had a massive increase nationwide with road rage attacks again. Like a massive increase. Um, there's recently been an elderly man who's been attacked just outside of Perth. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a 91-year-old man who was attacked in a car park. It's it's seriously on the rise again. And I would love to know why. Like, I will admit I get frustrated behind the wheel. I think everyone who drives essentially every day mm-hmm. gets frustrated behind the wheel. I I have, in the last week, used my horn. Sworn at another driver. <laughs> I don't feel that unjustified because they were sitting in between two lanes doing 80 and 110 zone. And I felt like, what are you doing? Are you on drugs? <laughs> but I'm not the sort of person that's going to chase you down the highway. I just want you to get out of the way. Mm-hmm. Choose a lane mm. and then sit in a lane. And for the love of Christ, can you do the speed limit, please? <laughs> <laughs> But there's been a massive increase in the violence of road rage attacks recently. Yeah. There's um, been machetes pulled. There's been punches and kicks thrown. And I really don't understand what the psychology is. Economics? I don't want to. I don't want to be. I don't want to be that guy. I don't think that it's entirely economics, but I, I mean, the, I'm sure the cost of living crisis is stressing everybody out, and yeah. that, that has some play into it. But sorry if I just completely dismantled and made it sound like it's nothing. It is. It's huge. Um, and there's probably a lot of aspects to it. Um, there's a lot of more impatience. That's probably the the best. Um, or number one example: uh, people going through red lights. 
you know, if they think that no one's coming the other way. Well, even when there is someone clearly coming the other way. Yes. Um, and, uh, yeah, cutting off or trying to beat a liquid tanker round a really tight set of traffic lights turning left or right, yep. you know, and trying to speed up. So, yeah. There's, there's, yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of psychology behind it and there's probably um, measured articles, you know, psychologists have done. Oh, yeah, and, you know. But the thing that, that gets me is that there's some of these, like the, like this article here from ABC where they're saying that the man's been charged over what police are alleging is an unprovoked attack. Right. It's a road rage attack, but it was unprovoked. So how did it come about? Yeah, so if it's unprovoked... Was he just out off? to get people? Like, like did he just, just have a bad intent? day, and that was that was just the easy target? Yeah, like I don't. That's those are the sorts of ones that I don't get. Is that I think that my beeping the horn at the guy who was sitting in between two very different lanes, like right over that the dotted line down the middle, and not doing the speed limit, mm-hmm. isn't really considered road rage. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, I sort of drove past and was like, oh, you fucking wanker. Yeah. But I wasn't going to ram his car off the road. Mm-mm. Is that road rage or just frustration? That's rage. Yeah. Like that... The... the um, They're stating that he was kicked in the face several times, punched, fell to the ground. Um, because he had a helmet and a scarf on around his face, he couldn't understand what the person was saying to him as to why he was being attacked. Mm. But he was physically assaulted. When he walked away from his car, like, what? I'm honestly, honestly asking, what drives a person to this? Because mm. I get just as frustrated as the next person on the road, but I am not about to get out of my car, chase someone down, and punch him in the face for not being able to drive properly. As long as you don't hit my car, in which case, I might hit you. Well, if you, you I'm you undecided. Roll over them. Roll right over. You but, drivers, am I right? <laughs> and you were worried about me in the last episode. Oh my God. <laughs> am I right, though? <laughs> but, like, I, I just, I want to understand. I want someone to explain to me mm. why this has become such a huge problem. Yeah. And why, is, is it a lack of respect? Is it is it more of a well you're in my way and I need you to move because sometimes what you see happen is just dash cams Australia I think I watched yesterday that they have the weekly one out and there's a guy who kept brake checking the car and then he went to turn the corner and the car beeped at him because he brake checked him one more time before he went to turn the corner so the guy beeped at him and so he's managed to get around the car that's been brake checking him that car's decided he's not going to turn the corner anymore. And he's come back after the other car. But then he's run himself into a fucking pole Mm -hmm. because he was trying to turn a corner and then he's decided not to turn the corner so he's not lined up with the freaking road anymore. All he did was hurt himself. Yeah. But why? What is going through these people's heads and why is it on such a rise? Mm, I think we need to engage with a psychologist and I'm not sure. That's, yeah. Is that where it is? Like, is that what it is? Well, I mean, looking at the rise in mental health um, across the board as well um, that goes untreated uh, could be a key factor. Um, I know that um, driving examiners at the moment are seeing 
a lot of people, um, you know, if you're straight out of school and you're eligible to get a license, um, that you are very, I guess, tunnel visioned. So being on your phone and being of that new generation that you've always had a phone or an iPad or something that's in your hands, your peripherals alone don't even, that's not even a thing. Oh, the amount of people that don't know how to do a shoulder check is just mind-boggling. Yeah, so they're saying that it's more and more prominent. Again. Technical glitch. Again. Okay. Anyway, med- uh, examiners, road examiners. Oh, yeah. So um, they were saying that there's sort of a high rise in, um, yeah, not shoulder checking when you're going to merge any lane, anywhere, anytime. Yeah. Um, and just reverse. assuming it's all good. Um, and not having the awareness of just how, how to be on the road because would, yeah. of being so heavily focused just on the thing that's directly in front of you. Um, so the the rise in that with the young people and whether or not that's, that's international drivers going for their license in Australia as well, I'm not sure because different generations have dealt with different things. So I know I'm shoulder checking all the time. You know, I've come from that, so and we didn't always have technology like what we have today. No. So it's a bit different for us. Yeah, and I think that maybe they rely a little bit too heavily on some of that technology because I know that on my way home some some afternoons, like I come through a little bit of a snake mm. on the road where, where you sort of, you come around one corner and then you feed into another corner and then you head down the hill towards the roundabout and a car will just whip out in front of you yeah. and chuck a Yui and you're like, what the hell? Yeah. Like no indicator, Mm-mm. no headlights, no no notice of what they plan on doing at all, no checking in the rearview mirror to make sure or the side mirrors to make sure that there's nobody else on the road. They just thoop, yeah. straight out in front of you. Yeah. And it's scary. It is scary. It's really scary. And to think that some won't change, like what we're saying, that you know, as much as they're told you need to do shoulder checks. You need to be aware of your surroundings. You need to be clearly able to check what's going on. Be aware all the time while you're on the road, I, not just while of, you're driving straight. Yeah, and a lot of the people that that do those sort of things, they then blame the person that, that's hit them because they blindly turned a corner without looking. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, you should, have, you should have seen me. Well, how am I supposed to see you when you were a parked car on the side of the freaking road? And then you just pulled directly in front of me. What am I supposed to do in that circumstance? I'm genuinely not at fault, but you seem to think that I am because you wanted to turn a corner that you couldn't turn. Yeah. Yeah. So it is, it's, a, it's um, you know, generational for sure, but then there's also other aspects about not caring, you know, and any, there's always a cohort of people that just don't care. No, you know, and they don't, about, and it, and it's not limited to private road users. Like there's this one here from um, drive.com.au. I'll link articles down below. Yep. This, um, I believe, is also from the beginning of this month. Mm-hmm. I believe the incident itself is a little bit older, but the article itself is from this month. It's a bit of an update on the article. It was a, um argument on a roundabout between an Australia Post driver and a B-double driver. Right. And it was caught on a third-party... Um, dash cam mm-hmm. the dash cam was then actually put in as evidence 
in regards to the investigation with Australia Post because it was an Australia Post marked van and the Australia Post driver attempted to run over the B-double driver. <laughs> so the B-double okay. driver has actually gotten out of his truck to oh, talk to the Australian Post me. driver and the Australia Post driver has then driven the van forward. Um, and so the article... Interesting choice. I know. It's it's a choice. It's certainly, <laughs> it's certainly that. So the article... Um, states that dramatic footage shared on social media by Dashcam Owners Australia, everyone's favourite Dashcam YouTube <laughs> channel, shows an alleged road rage, in, road rage incident involving an Australia Post delivery vehicle and the driver of a B-double semi-trailer in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. The Dashcam footage taken from a vehicle travelling behind the truck shows a long semi-trailer turning left at a roundabout on the corner of Boundary and Fairburn Road in Laverton, about 15 kilometres west of Melbourne. The Toyota Hi-Ace van for Australia Post is shown to be already travelling through the roundabout but has to stop when a B-double blocks the left lane. Oh, please. We're almost there. Well, Come almost. on, camera. You can do it. It's okay, you're not needed for the next one. Okay, so uh, in Victoria, vehicles must give way to any traffic in the roundabout before entering. So the truck driver is seen to be to exit his cab and engage in an argument with the van driver which seems to resolve until the Australia Post van is shown to be driven directly at the truck driver, causing him to come into contact with the front of the van. He does remain on his feet and continues to walk back to his cab, but it is not known if he did suffer any injuries. And then there's the video. So I'll link the article below if anyone wants to have a look at it. Yeah. But this is two professional drivers. Yes. Having a road rage incident in public in sign-written vehicles. So both of their companies were contacted yeah. over their behaviour here. Oh. So it's it's not just private vehicle owners and it's not just truck drivers or van drivers or ute drivers. <laughs> I'm just going to roll my eyes. I'm rolling my eyes. <laughs> but it is definitely on the rise across the board. Yeah, it's not just specific to Queensland. It's, or not, specific, it's not just specific you know, to Australia. No, it's not. It's it's like everywhere. In, in America recently, they've had a spate of things being thrown at vehicles from the side of the road, including a spear. That okay. one was on that one was on on TikTok, and it it was a literal spear that's been thrown from the side of the road. It's come through the front of her windshield, and the only reason it didn't hit her is because the steering column caught it. So, are we like where are we? A time decade. You know, like, are we Vikings all of a sudden? We've gone back to, like, medieval times. It's quite scary. Um, And that, I guess, links to health and safety of... Now, I'll just segregate the genders for a quick second. For a quick little second. So females, if you get someone going, can you wind down your window? Don't do it. For the love of God, do not do that. If you're at the set of lights, if you've just temporarily stopped, like a pause, um, it's really scary. It's generally males, and I know it's a big generalisation, but the cohorts, you know, yeah, there is a percentage of males that do get attacked as well if they do roll their windows down. But if you're looking at the stats and and the way the data goes and skews into violence against women, it is women. Um, I know I've had to skip a beat because my tire had blown out once and I was stopped at a set of traffic lights and a male actually got out of his car and knocked on my window. And of course, I don't know this person from Varasov and I couldn't hear the tire. 
So I did, I did this t like the tiniest gap. Hello, you know, um, because I didn't know. I didn't know what he wanted. Did, was he trying to get in my car? Like, what, what, what's the end game? You don't get out of your car at the set of traffic lights. It's just really unusual. Um, and it was literally all to tell me your back tires out. You need to probably go to the next servo. That's all. That's all he wanted to say to me. Yeah, and in which case you've had a good, you've had a good. That was incident. fine. Like you've had a good interaction, but it was still scary. It was a pang of. Do oh I, my god! What like, do I do? What? Who? Why is this happening? What is he going to tell me? I or... mean, I've been pulled over by a police car, or mm -hmm. look, it didn't go any further. So I don't know if it was a genuine police car or someone who was masquerading as police trying to put me in a bad situation. But I was pulled over on a rural road in the dark, no lighting, away from many houses, businesses, yep. anything, and it really freaked me out. And I wound the window down just a little bit. Oh yeah. Um, and when he asked me to wind the window down further, I said, no, I can hear you just clearly. I do not understand why you've pulled me over. I was doing the speed limit. I was, I don't understand. You need to tell me why you pulled me over. Yeah. Um, and he, um, refused to go any further with the conversation unless I wound the window down further. And then he started demanding I get out of the car and I was like, oh, hell no. No. Oh, hell no, no, no way, people. No. So I just said to him, look, I believe that. Under the law, I don't need to get out of my vehicle unless I have witnesses. So I will follow you or you can follow me to the nearest police station, which in this particular case was actually a city headquarters. Mm -hmm. It was like four streets away. Yep. Um, and I was like, I, I'm happy to go there if you want to follow me or I can follow you there. I promise I won't leave. You have my registration yeah. number. Yep. And he was he, his response was just have a nice night, piss off, leave me alone. And I was like, okay, I feel like this isn't a legitimate police stop. No. Whether or not they were a legitimate police officer, I don't know, but it mm. did not feel like a legitimate police stop. Or it was, but he wasn't doing it the right way. And then you going to headquarters or a police station and then saying, I need witnesses because he's done this, this, said this, asked me to do this, and it wasn't by the book. It could have escalated for him yep. potentially as well. So whether it was or it wasn't, still scary. Yep. Um, and yeah, never, never get out of your car. Unless you're sure. Because like, I mean, I have gotten out of my car when my tire is blown in the middle of a dark area. I've been in a lot of dark areas. Interesting. Uh, but my, my tire blew. I had no option. I rang RECQ and the girl on the phone, um, because of the situation I was in, she got a a tech out to me as quickly as possible. Yeah. And he was the loveliest man. Yeah. And he didn't leave until he was sure that I was able to go. Like he, yeah. he came out for a blown tire. He ended up jump starting my car as well. Wow. Okay. So he wanted yeah. to make sure I was able to leave. But in that case, like he's got body cam, he's got dash cam. Yeah. Like I've got dash cam. Yeah. I knew he was on his way. I just locked the doors, wound up the windows and hunkered down until he got there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. So it's, I mean, road safety in all senses is right down to things like don't roll your window down if someone taps on it, you know. Even if they want to tell you something pretty important, a lot of the time it's not. It's for, I guess, malice or, like, there's not great intent behind it. And it's horrible to think like that, but the, yeah, the data shows, used... you know. Yeah, and I'm... Hang on. Oh, dear. <laughs> so, considering that... Our camera keeps playing up. I think we're, we're just going to have to move on to the final topic. That's fine. Um, Let's do which, it. Which, I mean, not a huge loss here and there. We were probably starting to meander a bit anyway. Yeah, we're, we're wrapping up soon. We are wrapping up. Yeah. Sorry, everyone. Um, 
So yeah, I just thought for our final topic for today's episode, we might have a look at NHVR's newest campaign, um, which is called We All Need Space to Be Safe. I mean, good life lesson, good road lesson. We all need space. To be safe. Hmm. So um, this one specifically is being, I believe, spearheaded by a truckie, a female truckie out of Adelaide. Um, She is a 33-year-old and she has um, started driving as a sort of second-generation truck driver. Her father was a truck driver. He drove in the off-season because they also had a farm. Mm -hmm. But she is a full-time truck driver. She has been a truck driver for the last seven years, so she got into it quite early. Mm Mm-hmm. Said she enjoyed it because it was something that her and her dad did when she was a kid. Oh, brilliant. Um, so she has quite enjoyed working on it. I'll list the article from Big Rigs below that gives you a bit of a bio on her. Um, and I will list the NHVR site Yep. so that you can have a bit of a, a look at how they've done. They're doing it as like a, a bit of a YouTube campaign. Oh, great. I suppose is the best way to put it. I'm sure that we'll probably see some, some short ads that will pop up on TV and that as well. NHVR doesn't really do too much of that sort of stuff as far as I'm aware, but I don't watch a lot of free-to-air TV. Mm. Um, so it's just about understanding the distances and the blind spots and the braking requirements and all of that sort of stuff. So she says here, here we go. How about we read this section here? There'll be a lot of links um, in this episode, I think. There will be. You're going to have to send me some of yours too. Yeah. Um <laughs> When you treat a truckie like just another car on the road, you're putting yourself and other motorists in serious serious danger. When a truck like CJ's weighs 50 times more than the average car, it proves motorists need to give a serious consideration to how they drive around heavy vehicles. For example, maintaining a safe following distance behind a truck means leaving at least two seconds behind the truck. More if the weather is bad or it's dark. Mm. This year in South Australia, there have been six fatal accidents involving heavy vehicles. Sadly, those crashes resulted in seven fatalities. This is currently more than 49,000 registered... I'm going to have to say that again. (laughs) There are currently more than 49,000 registered heavy vehicles in South Australia alone. Mm, Wow. So, as being part of the We All Need Space campaign, CJ's sharing her videos on social media channels covering topics like how to safely overtake trucks, how to stay out of their blind spots, how to follow them in a safe distance, how to all of those sort of things. So, I think that it's really positive, and I love the fact that they've actually used a second generation truckie and a female truckie. Yes. Because you don't see them very often. Like, I spend a lot of time on these sort of things on, on the industry. Um, media sites mm. on the industry news sites yes and it, it's always a little bit of a oh there's a girl yeah oh yeah absolutely <laughs> i absolutely love it so it is appearing nationally they do have um people from other states involved as well but i just loved the fact that they were putting the highlight on cj and mm. on what she's doing and how she's trying to make roads safer as a truckie herself so i really thought that that was a little bit special and deserved a bit of a highlight especially as we are coming off road safety week Absolutely. Hashtag Road Safety Week. Hashtag Road Safety Week. So we will make sure to keep those links in the bio below in case you guys want to check out these videos that she's done. They are amazing. She's actually doing a bit of a highlight on oversized vehicles and a lot of people do panic when they are faced with an oversized vehicle. Please don't panic. Just yeah, follow the directions. They will give you directions. You'll see hand signals or signs flashing or someone standing on the road waving you. To where they need you to go. Often they just want you to pull over for a couple of minutes. 
and yeah. let them pass because yeah. they will take over a lot of the space. Absolutely. So no need to panic. Just follow oh. the directions and please, for the love of God, stop trying to overtake the pilot vehicles. They are there for your safety. Yeah. That that's a whole nother podcast. Self pilot. Yeah, well, we um, might do some. I might um, focus in on some of the like the oversized road, oversized loads, and the, sort of the things that are required for these things to move around safely. It is quite interesting in different areas and mm. how you have to access things and have route plans and and yeah. over height loads have to have someone from the um, electricity company pop out with them as well so that they can lift the lines for them and it's a whole thing. And I think that's a lot of the things that people don't realise either. And I think that would be really great insight um, into another aspect of trucking and yeah. logistics. Because I think, again, people see truckies in a certain way and the yes. industry a certain way. It's very, again, to quote myself, tunnel vision um, <laughs> in how they see things. You know, once you get an idea or someone's told you of a story that they've had an interaction with a truck, it's probably going to be negative. Oh, no. We will be right back. <laughs> After this non-break. <laughs> By the way, this is not recorded in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> Thank fuck for that. get a studio audience <laughs> don't know it'd be two people maybe maybe troy and christy <laughs> okay so for the third time apologies everyone <laughs> <laughs> but this this again we don't have tech people we don't have like a producer and a you know i have one camera and myself <laughs> we don't have like a web geezer. We don't like we don't a have people. What is a web geezer? That does all the googling for you. You know, if you're like, oh, we don't have you... a team of people. Like we just don't have a team. We There's don't no have team. Teams. The team is me. I'm doing this. <laughs> anyway, uh, so moving on, we will we will leave that leave that topic behind. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. As far as the camera will let us. <laughs> Come on, camera. Oh, this is gonna be some fun audio to fix. Anyway, you're going to hear it 60 billion times. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> anyway, so, um, but yeah, that I think that that's a really important campaign that the NHVR have done. I really actually quite love the fact that they've done it. Yep. And Me too. I am, I'm very excited to see that they are highlighting different talent to what you would normally see. So yes, I am. I am very happy about that. We keep looking at the camera like, stay on, <laughs> stay. So um, on, that, on that note, moving on let's very go quickly, to the next topic. we yes, are quickly. going to have a very quick social media um, reaction. I have selected some videos. <laughs> Wonderful. Just for you. Oh, Just for you. Now, I, I am aware that you have a theme park background. Yes. So it's I, have a selected, <laughs> I selected a theme park video for you to react Ooh. to today. Okay. I thought you were going to say social media extravaganza for some unknown reason, and I don't know. Oh, okay, here we go. No. Oh, no, indeed. Oh, no. For those playing at home that need to watch it after the fact, or it might be. I will have it. Here? I will will insert the video. You will see the video. Okay, they will see doing arms. Doing arms. But anyway, your face. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, because because sometimes with t- with TikTok alone, you know, you see it and you're hang on a minute, what what did I miss? Because sometimes it's so quick. So then it zoomed in a bit, and I saw it again. And so they're on a roller coaster. They're turning. Okay. Well, you, you lot can <laughs> have your own reactions, but my reaction is terrifying because yes, that can happen. This is why I don't do roller coasters. <laughs> Sometimes it's a she'll be right with duct tape, honestly. I don't think that's one of them. <laughs> Not duct tape for that instance, but it is sometimes a bit of a she'll be right, for sure. I'm sure that's what Boeing said about a few of the players too. <laughs> Just get the wing back on. What do we got laying around? Duct tape. Um, okay, moving on to the next one. The next one is actually one that quite worried me. Uh, it is so that box. one didn't worry you as much. This one's more I don't go. I don't go on roller coasters every day. <laughs> And I also know that it is not an Australian theme park. Okay, well, that, yeah, yeah, well, we don't have that many anyway. Okay, here we go. No, no. No, 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 no. Oh, come. Oh, I'm so nervous. I'm not even on the bloody thing. I'm so nervous. <laughs> Do you love the way that it sways underneath him? It's, it's. Wait until he actually gets off the hump and he bounces behind him. I'm just. Oh. So look at it. Holy shit. That's terrifying. It is, but can you imagine being the passenger on that bus? You, that, I have no word. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I don't think anyone did. But like after the fact, so once that bus gets off, the integrity of the bridge is slightly it's further, stressed. Yeah, it's further, further disintegrated, yes. Yeah. Oh, man. like we've had this discussion yes now he was in a safe walk space yes absolutely it's However, designated pedestrian crossing yeah and there was a multitude of issues with this yes. so they have stuff protruding into the designated walk space yes and they also have a forklift driver who has picked up something heavy driven forward with it yep not being able to see where he's going and not indicating that he's on the move no the last thing is the fact that the pedestrian is staring dead ahead and he's not keeping an eye out on the movement around him. Yes, yes. So there are there are a multitude of things here. But I do love this as a training video. Yes. And I absolutely love the name of the TikToker. Nightmare everywhere. <laughs> it's my favourite. I love it. Nightmare everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> it so is, last though. Video. It is. This is the last video. Okay, here we go. Jesus Christ. And this feeds back into our last segment of the day with safe spaces and uh, our second last segment of Rage. Bloody hell. I respect other users on the road. Respect yourself. My heart is I'm not even in that bloody clip. I'm not in the car and I'm not in the truck. Would you like to see it again? Jesus Christ. 
I do love, again, I love the name of the TikToker. Fun Factory One. <laughs> yeah, I haven't much fun. I'm not. <laughs> oh, oh. Okay. Okay. So now that I've traumatized My you, nerves are shot, everybody. I hope everyone enjoyed our new social media segment. I'm particularly looking forward to putting it in on my videos. Yeah. I have, this is only four. I have a multitude that I have been saving of for course, you. Of course, of course. But these these are the ones. I'll make sure that they are here <laughs> somewhere. Maybe, he, maybe here. Really? They won't see it. <laughs> good bigger. Okay. I um, might just cut myself out and put it here because it's your reaction that I want. <laughs> I, I do have a reactive face. You do. So that's you have a great Tasha, face. It's fantastic. me quite a lot of TikToks. I want Mark to come on and just turn sideways. <laughs> I don't know if I'd be able to. My nerves are shot. So today, no. No. Definitely um, But yeah, I'm looking forward to this. We need to probably find a good name for the segment. Um, or maybe it's just that TikToker's think... name. <laughs> nightmares everywhere. Nightmares everywhere. Don't... Amy's nightmares everywhere. <laughs> um, we might need to workshop that. But yeah, yes. we need to have some sort of something so it's a good lead into. But um, yeah, good session. So there you go. We've got some some workplace health and safety um, and just some safety TikToks <laughs> that to have some reactions to. Yes. We've discussed a few different topics on respecting road users and yourself on the road. Yes. And uh, don't forget to interact with our social media. We yes. Have, we we have been um, posting on there, probably not as much as we would like, but as we keep saying, there is only the two of us. And we do have full-time jobs and family and all the rest of it goes with everything that yes. everybody else has. So, mm-hmm. um, But we are trying to keep this afloat and keep this entertaining and interesting. Yes. But uh, on, on that note, I think it's time that we say goodbye. Oh, and send us your stories. If you don't want to necessarily like, you know, likes and all that are good, but if you want to private message us on Instagram, yeah. a story, you know, that's happened to you at work. We would or... love to We would love to share it. Yeah. We'll keep it as anonymous as you want us to keep it. Yes. We will change names if you have not already. It is happy for us to do that. Yeah. I'm looking forward to some of the fake names that people send in. And you're going to name them after Disney princesses? Uh, no, not necessarily. But, you know, like Mr. Seymour Butts. <laughs> You know, and stuff like that. I'm looking forward to we that. Are not, we, we are not a mature <laughs> pair. I don't know why we're doing this. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, please send us, whether it's a short story, long story, or in between. Um, you know, it's almost like you could think about it like dickhead of the day or, you know, um, tool of the week. And, that, that, you know, I that think, kind I of stuff. stealing off the radio I am. <laughs> but I'm trying to frame it in the sense that, think about it in the sense the that. The time someone nearly killed me at work. Yeah, that's probably the best way to describe it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> tool, tool, tool of the week. I like mine better. It's a little more dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> so in that case, we'll say goodbye. Till next time. See you later, guys. Bye. Bye.